Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Koenig. And I was taking a sip of water. I'm Alex. <laughs> yep. We are back. Part two of our bracket extravaganza going through the first round. We've uh, got... Last time we went through uh, uh, the first half. We did. Uh... You know, getting The Force Awakens, Wally, Black Panther, Lilo, and Stitch, The Incredibles, The Martian, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain America Civil War. We are still in the first round yes. of the bracket. So we have mm-hmm. three movies going head to head to see which one is the best sci fi movie of the millennium. Yes. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Going down from 48 to 16. Yes. So cool. A contentious journey. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's hit the first category. Of the day, or I guess it's the ninth for us because we're recording back to back because we're cool like that. All right, uh, <laughs> Captain America: Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and here come the Men in Black, two. Yeah. Click. And here come the Men in Black, two. Click. And here come the <laughs> Men in Black, two. No one's getting that joke. That's fine. We'll move on. I, I, I don't remember <laughs> that reference. No, it's no, because the, they did the, the little, no... little forget thingies. Yeah. Al- Alex, come on. I didn't remember that reference. Uh, <laughs> oh, come right. on. Yeah, Step I've up. been had. Step I've been up. had. <laughs> my, my, my bad reference to your reference. Just... Okay. All right. Let's, All right. Keep, uh, we'll, we'll, let's get into it, Ryan. Yeah. Well, open open things up. All right. I'll start things off. I enjoyed all of these movies so this one's a kind of difficult sure. category for me but mm, not really that difficult um i recently like really recently rewatched men in black and men in black 2 yes men in black 2 did not hold up mostly because uh of how they treat female characters which is they oh. don't mm. uh, yeah the that's fair you know yeah. the bad guy is a girl and is only there because she dresses skimpily and the only way people interact with her is because she dresses skimpily and the female lead on the good side has no agency and just kind of gets passed around not to undermine your point Uh uh-huh i like the word skimpily (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) but yeah continue yes um and so just because I saw them back to back, Men in Black 1 was a much better movie than Men in Black 2 in but that, that came respect out, and in all respects. And that came out in 97, yes. so not so it's qualifying not on the bracket, not for this bracket. bracket. Yes. So. Um, Dawn, for Planet, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was a really good reboot of a franchise that needed an update for the modern era, mm-hmm. and it got it, and it was very good. Speaking of not treating well, uh, women well, this is the one with James Franco? Yes, exactly. You know. And I think it also had a similar problem in that there are uh, very few, if any, female characters in it. Yeah. Um, but the one movie that I will fight to the death for is Captain America Winter Soldier. This, when I think of my favorite movies of all time, this is one of them. Yeah. It's one of the first movies I ever saw multiple times in theaters. Uh, the ones I started dragging people to go see. Yeah. This was a movie that really had that kind of social commentary you know uh, adapted for the modern age and took character that was fine in previous movies and really upped it for the new one you know, in yeah. this movie uh, it had that kind of moral gray area that was nonetheless compelling and made you yeah. really fight for the main character 
And so I think this, I, I have to go with Winter Soldier because it's yeah. absolutely one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess kind of to support your point about this is one of the first movies that you dragged all of your friends to and you saw multiple times. Mm-hmm. I am the exact same way. That that's uh, and also kind of similar to how we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy in the other episode. Um, that summer was really the first summer where I was like really focused on like I'm going to college and I'm gonna do film and I'm just gonna watch movies that I like the summer and just see a bunch in theaters. Uh-huh. Also, I didn't have a job that summer, so like kind of makes sense or i didn't have to leave yeah. home so i had time so captain america winter soldier was the first movie that i saw four times in theaters wow mm-hmm. yeah Damn. uh soon followed up by the four times i saw guardians of the galaxy <laughs> but captain america winter soldier uh in a way kind of like guardians did it took the mcu formula and took it to another level mm-hmm. they did it in different ways which is why both of those movies worked so well that summer yeah because uh Winter Soldier took in a little bit more serious, a little bit more, um, you know, action-packed, you know, that yeah. type of way versus Guardians, which is more, uh, a little bit more uh, comedic, um, but also more heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of split into like the two different kinds, like the Civil Wars versus the Guardians and the Thor Ragnaroks. And yeah. that's kind of a, a divide, not a divide in Marvel, but like because we have those two different types of movies... Um, that's allowing, you know, it, it, it's make, it's making them not seem as stale. Yeah. Which is something that could have easily happened if all the movies just kept on going with the same Iron Man tone. These movies have started to evolve a little bit. And this is the first sign of that. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, I think, was a huge step after Avengers when all of it were kind of in the same style and tone. Yeah. This one kind of took it to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love Dawn of the Planet of the Eats. Another shout to uh, Cousin Debbie. <laughs> yep. Um, and Men in Black, I don't remember at all. No. Oh. I've, I've, oh. I've seen it, but I feel like I got one of those flasher thingies. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the to the gadget, not the people. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, it, I just, I just, it doesn't stick in my head. Like, I remember the first Men in Black movie. Um, mm-hmm. and D'Onofrio mm-hmm. being a zombie alien thing cockroach yeah. person yeah um but i don't remember the second one at all i mean i love will smith he's one of my best friends um <laughs> no. but yes like i can't in good conscience vote for uh, men in black um and again i enjoyed dawn of the planet of the apes it's a perfectly good movie love captain america winter soldier so i'm gonna go with that sending it to the second round but alex Want to get your thoughts and opinions in there? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be like I echo everything that you guys have said, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think there's that much more to add. Uh, cool. I, I have to admit, I came in very pro man in black, but uh, Ryan totally hit the nail on the head when he mentioned uh, the the female character and and especially the agency portion of that because I yeah. did not pick up on that the first time I saw it. So yeah. I mean, that's that was it, totally it, something I did not pick up on my first time. Yeah, only when I yeah, just watched yeah, yeah. it again, I'm like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting how like some of these movies, right, recontextualize recontextualize completely when you uh, come back to them, you know, a number of years later. Yeah, I mean, and like we're in this category, we have you know a movie called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and speaking of Dawn, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. There's another movie that, that could have made this bracket and wow this was that was a great I know segment. right it was <laughs> that good. was that it was, was good pretty it top was good. class uh 
But like similar to Men in Black too, the reason why I don't think it made um, this list, even though Superman is an alien from space, yeah, and Batman has all this technology to beat yeah. this alien. Like it's that's a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't make the bracket. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons, one of my biggest reasons with that movie, is the one female character, Amy Adams, mm-hmm. Lois Lane. She played damsel in distress. I want to say on four separate occasions in that movie, mm-hmm. she did nothing other than be a prop for Superman to save. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other female care, the other two female characters that were in the movie, um, were Martha. Both of them were Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that they do to advance the plot forward is have the name Martha, and one of them gets kidnapped because the other one's dead. Or not because the other one's dead, but, like, one... It's close enough. One of them gets kidnapped and the other one's dead, so they don't really do much. Like, it's it's not... Yeah. Like, it. it's that type of thing that, you know, I don't think works. But your, your mm-hmm. point with Men in Black 2 is strong, and it's, there's, there's a bunch of other movies kind of like that that yeah. didn't make the list because of that. And there's other issues with Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or in, in movies in that. And there's a bunch of DC movies that didn't make the list that could have potentially... Um, we could have included Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, but Did either of you guys see Justice League? I did, but I, I, I wasn't thrilled oh, by no, it. No, I didn't no, see did. it with you, but I saw it. Yes. Okay, yeah. I saw it with Chris. I, I would say that uh, if the list... If we like, if it could somehow magically be shoehorned in here, like I would say if the if Men in Black 2 had been replaced with Men in Black 1, I think well, no, that's, that's it would have been a great... Right. It, it would have no, been no, a, no, a different I'm conversation. Right. What I I mean is, uh, I think Men in Black 1 did not have nearly the same issues that we're identifying with Men in Black 2. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Because it, yeah. Uh, But anyways, I think we can probably jump into the next bracket here, because I suspect that one will take some more time. Um, probably. Yeah. Uh, Alex, want to go first? Sure. Uh, So the bracket here is the Avengers, Ant-Man, and wow, I said that weird, and iRobot. I'll kick this off because I really, really like Um, Mm iRobot. I know that the Avengers and Ant-Man are both fantastic Marvel movies. Ant-Man is a great example of what a fun action comedy movie can be. Uh, It it ranks very highly for me. The Avengers is, is another fantastic marvel movie about like team building and coming together and you know um feeding aliens yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it's a good movie um but irobot has this layer of both uh great sci-fi concept mixed with uh smart and poignant social commentary um mixed with just a very very well done from a film standpoint as like a directing style and as a um, artistic style which i really loved mm-hmm. i think it's also especially relevant nowadays as we're approaching this um technological inflection point shall we say uh that i think i think there's these these ideas about what it means to be an artificial intelligence and what it means to be human versus human-like um and these sort of very blurred lines is, is very relevant um, and so I, my personal pick is iRobot right now. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Okay, I think. Sure. Um, I have not seen iRobot. I have read uh, the collection of short stories that it's quote unquote based upon. Uh, 
it's set in the same universe as those, but does not, mm-hmm. as I understand, follow any of them in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great universe. Um, I, you know, I haven't seen it. I can't, in good faith, vote for it. Um, but so I'll have to vote instead for the Avengers, which mm-hmm. you know I think, you know, ha- which as we said before has the same tone as Iron Man, but I think it holds up better than Iron Man does. And yeah, I agree. If I'm going to pick any movie to, you know reward the mcu as a whole for it's the avengers yeah i i hear i I hear what you're saying with that Mm -hmm. um sorry alex but uh i also have not seen irobot i i I love my best friend will smith but just haven't haven't gotten around to it um and yeah so I, i i can't in good faith vote for it um also because the other two movies are movies that i love I love the Avengers. Like Ryan said, it brought the MCU together. Mm-hmm. Like the MCU is one of my favorite things because it's allowing these franchises, these interconnected movies to build and I love that so much and I wish other franchises did that well. Um which, you know, they've tried with the with DC. Mm-hmm. Um or they're still trying and I, I hope that gets, you know, back on track. Um and, and they've also tried it with like some other properties. It just it hasn't been done nearly to the same mm-hmm. level as the avengers and i i hope that someday it gets to that point uh for others but avengers is great mm-hmm. ant-man is one of the movies i've been most excited about uh-huh. uh like after watching it's yeah it's a t- it's the type of movie it was one of the first movies that like i walked out of the theater and i immediately called my sister i was like oh my god this movie was so good i'm gonna go watch it again and then i watched it a couple more times like it, <laughs> like it's the type of movie where just my instant gut reaction was like I love this. This is my type of movie. Yep. And I understand why other people would, would would disagree. And like, I'm on the fence between the Avengers and Ant-Man because I love Ant- like Ant-Man's like connects with me with the sense of humor. Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. There's, it's there's, totally your kind of movie. It, it's, it's mm-hmm. my kind of movie, which is why it's hard for me to pick the Avengers. Yeah. Over it. A really great supporting cast. Uh, for for that movie. Oh, yeah. For Ant Man. Yeah. Ant-Man. No, I, I, I agree. It's it's Michael Pena in that movie is a revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly if revelation is the right word because we already knew he was great from other <laughs> movies he's on. But like, yeah. It's like a, a re- But that was just a great, like, it was a perfect role for yeah, him. Yeah. He, he just destroyed it. Yeah. Um, Which, uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm giving it to the Avengers just because what they did with Marvel is just. I think for that time it was also very innovative innovative oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, 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 it it just it's a little bit more um with you know yeah. what it pushes mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i'm gonna give it to it yeah and... we kind of overlooked that now that like yeah. how amazing it was to have this franchise yeah. weave together and stuff like this wasn't a alien versus predator crossover this was like a universe they were building yes. yeah that just hadn't been done before yeah which is pretty crazy and you know it's Yep, it, it's cool, and then we have Infinity Wars coming out soon, which some people are expecting it to be like the next Avengers. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, sure if that's the case. Yeah, very because exciting. Avengers is one thing, and I'm not sure if this. I, I don't know if superhero fatigue is going to hit. Yeah, quite as well. Um, I'd however, be, I'd be interested to see 
I'd be interested to see what happens there with the context of Black Panther and how yeah. well that did. And I'd be interested to see if there is audience carryover. I um well, to, the, to to put a little bit extra life back into the box office standings of the MCU. I I mean it's not that they were missing any life. No, no, I mean because no, no, they no. they destroyed this past summer. No, I'm not saying no, no, not that they've been decreasing, but like it'd be interesting to see if they're going to get extra um feed in from that. Like, I, I, I think the fact that Black Panther and I believe Wakanda plays an important role yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War because of that. I think some of the audience that saw black panther for like for black mm-hmm. panther that the african-american audience who hasn't who haven't seen a superhero an african-american superhero someone like them represented on this scale mm-hmm. seeing that in black panther is why that movie was so ridiculously successful and we'll talk about this more when we get to that mm-hmm. yeah um to our black panther episode or even if we get to that black panther matchup on the other side of the board first mm-hmm. i think that's also going to play a part in Infinity Wars, but that's not even on this bracket. This we, is true. We, we, we already gave it to Avengers. Yep. Um, and we should probably keep moving. So the next category, which we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I'm going to suggest an audible because I realized that we forgot a very important movie on this list. Oh. So Tron Legacy. We're either, actually, before before I do this, uh-huh. were either of you guys going to pick Tron Legacy? Were you gonna pick Tron? I was gonna pick Tron, but mm-hmm. only because I didn't. I it was not sufficiently swayed by the other two. Would, would you? It's kind of my default pick. Would you rather pick Thor Ragnarok? Who? Um. So okay. So really brief spiel about Tron Legacy. Uh, the first movie was like my one of the. Best. Actually, how, how about this? How about we just throw Thor into this set of? So it's not a group of four. All right, yeah. Fine. Can we, can okay. we do that? Because because here's because uh, here's. Right, is there a here's the thing. Here's the thing. For me, because Thor easily beats out, for me at least, Guardians and Hitchhikers, but I don't don't know about Tron. Know if it beats out Tron for me. Okay. Um. You know what? How about how about this? How about because I Serenity. Serenity. Replace Serenity. Oh, I do like that idea. Okay. Cool. Because I don't think any of us. Really no. Like no one's gonna go with Serenity. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, that's gonna inject some All right. interesting conversation to that. So bracket. so ignore everything we just said. Yeah. Uh, Serenity is now wow, off the list. Wow, that's going to be a fight. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll, we'll get boy. there. All right, all so right, fine. Yeah, Guardians Volume 2, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Tron Legacy. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I'm going to cut all this stuff out or not. It might be interesting just to hear us argue about whether or not we should include it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We have opinions. Yes. We'll make them listen. You listen to them. So, yeah. Ryan, do you want to go first? Or... Sure. Cool. Um, so... Spoilers, I am a very big Douglas Adams fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel and... spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> While... But do you feel dis- despoiled? Yeah. That was a bad joke. <laughs> we'll continue. <laughs> you know, while the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has a lot of stuff in it that was not in the book, you know, Douglas Adams still helped write it. It still has very much his flair about it. Yeah. And it was still a really good movie. Uh, Martin Freeman was still fantastic in it mm-hmm. yeah you know oh yeah that was and, my introduction to martin freeman i think really yeah Whoa. same you know he was really good everyone was great it was very funny it yeah. has a special place in my heart and in my childhood and never in a million years would i pick tron legacy over it gardens of galaxy volume 2 was a perfectly fine movie uh but 
Hitchhikers is special, and I have to elevate it to the next level. Okay. Well, we, Alex, we already know you're picking Tron because. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll talk. Of... I'll talk more about it, but you should go. But first. Yeah. Oh no! You you go ahead go for cause, it because I'm the one that people don't know. So you go Ooh, now. All right. Fair enough. Um. So I'm super for Tron Legacy. Uh. In that I did not really like Hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy as much, but that's probably because I like ryan i'm a huge douglas adams fan and unlike ryan i did not think the movie adaptation was very good mm-hmm. um i think it suffered unfortunately from the same problems that we have seen a little bit with uh shoot i'm not remembering the movie name now off the top of my head that's stupid of me but uh i just i feel like there was a disconnect a lot between the the books and the movie and how his humor was portrayed from a directorial standpoint, but not necessarily from a writing standpoint. Okay. Um, on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, wait, is Sam Rockwell in Hitchhikers? I'm not gonna check that out. He is. He's, you know, he's, he's the 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 Zapod Beetle Brock. Is that close? Is that close? Very close. Zapod Beetle Brock. Yep. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting it with these almost obscure you missed, references. You missed a P, I think, or an F. Um, pH, pH, same thing. Um, so I no. just forgot the H. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, continue. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so real fast, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I was not particularly impressed by. Uh, I loved the first one to death. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one, not so much. Uh, okay. My favorite moment of that entire movie was Mary Poppins, and that was about it. Uh, so I'm sort of by default for Tron's Legacy. The movie is a great reboot of a franchise or of a, of a series of movies that was already great when it came out. Also, light bikes, light bikes, and light bikes. That's it. Do I'm buy good. light bikes? <laughs> they're just great. I want one. They are, they are I don't know. Great. Okay, I, it, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but online there was a person that has actually modded what? a full light bike as like one. a thing you can drive. I want it so badly. That sounds I want awesome. it so badly. It has the yeah. full lighting and it changes. Ooh. You can do, it it changes like LEDs that you can change the color of. Yeah. So sick. Well, that's all. <laughs> all right. So I have a special place in my heart for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a lot of special places in this one, <laughs> and also Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was, I'll, I'll do I'll do my, my Tron story first. When I was little. Um, and I still kind of do it now, but the only thing that I would wear was like sp- sports shirts, like graphic tees and, you know, shorts and whatever. And my dad wanted me to dress up a little bit, uh-huh. like w- be a little bit cooler, mm. um, wear stuff that, you know, be a little bit more adult. Mm-hmm. And I was against that, but cause I was a kid and didn't know better. Yeah. Um, but he took me to. I think it was a, a pack sun because that's like the step up from just like mm. wearing superhero <laughs> and sports tees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, it's like it's a little bit more branded, a little bit more, a little bit more adult. It's like going from elementary school to middle school. Sure. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and there was this one jacket that they had there. It was a relatively simple black jacket with these light blue highlights. Oh. And it, in like it has like these little like black on black tracks around it. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it was inspired by Tron. Yep. And I had that jacket for a long time, and I still have it. Mm-hmm. And it's an awesome jacket, and it still kind of fits because I've stopped growing in seventh grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I just I, I just associate that movie with the jacket, and I love that jacket. 
But when you associate a movie with a jacket, it's not winning. I also have a special place, <laughs> at least for me. I also have a special place yeah, in my heart for hitchhikers fair. because when I was little, my dad used to have one of those cars with like a, a VHS TV in it. Uh, and, or, yeah, that and also, I forget if this was VHS or DVD, but yeah, we had those. And that was one of the movies that we had. When we watched one of those movies, it would just play on repeat for about a month until we switched movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we watched that movie a lot. And like it wasn't just one cycle of that movie, it was a couple different. My sister's favorite animal is dolphins. Yeah. And dolphins have a very important role in the beginning. Very important. Of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um and so like I've seen the movie a lot. Yeah, you know, I love Martin Freeman in it. I love Mo's Definite in this movie. It's just very enjoyable. Sam Rockwell as well, Academy Award winning Sam Rockwell. I don't know why I keep feeling the need to bring that up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just—it's an important shout factor out to Alan Rickman to too. People. While we're at it, you know, <laughs> is he is he in that? He's specifically Marvin. Sam Rockwell. He's the depressed robot. Yeah, what? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Wow, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Um, <laughs> you might want to. It might be worth rewatching. It, it's, it, it uh, probably is. is, is it worth may not. It may not hold up quite as well as you think it does. Personally, well, I'm not saying it holds up because again, I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm going to have to say so long and thanks for all the fish to that movie as well and go with my pick Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The reason why I'm going for Guardians Mm -hmm. is because kind of like Ant-Man, this is a very Arrow movie. Mm -hmm. This movie combines, or like with all the Guardians movies, it combines like the awesome action of, you know, Marvel movie with the humor, you know, of James Gunn and that but also most importantly for me it combines the heart and like the family aspects um that i talked a lot about with leo stitch in the other episode Mm -hmm. and that that even though if it is a a, people some people might view it as too sappy and it's definitely laid on a little thick in volume two Mm -hmm. um but that's that's it works for me it's like that type of stuff when it comes to family uh, when it's like a family-based organ guardians of galaxy movies are a family movie it's about this group of people that form, went together and formed a family. And that it, it just those stories work for me when it's about this group of people that just they stick together through thick and thin and you know they give up their lives for like like spoiler alert but you've had time when he, when Yandu, you know, sacrifices himself, sacrifices mm-hmm. himself for um you know Peter at the end of the movie because uh, you know it's, it's a father-son relationship uh, like the real father-son relationship like that that moment was just really powerful and really yeah. strong about these these people that in the yep. first movie were kind of enemies even though like we knew that they had like this history. love on history yeah. this yep. love kind of hidden underneath all of that and now uh it's like we get to see the like how real that actually was and i thought that was really well done and the, just, the, the movie just hits me in all the right places um i agree it's not as good as the first one mm-hmm. um and i also would agree uh with that some parts probably weren't quite as great but i also I, i'm just gonna throw this out there mm-hmm. baby groot <laughs> <laughs> i mean like uh, the movie yeah. as a whole might not be as great but baby groot i think makes it like with, with all the stuff, even outside of the movie, all the toys and all of the wonderfulness that I love so much, it just it, it made it made it much more of a experience for me that I that I loved. So 
I actually want to I want to just tag team in here slightly because sure. I think one of the things for me about Guardians Volume Two is Guardians One. I just the entire movie as a whole I loved. Yeah. Whereas I feel like for Guardians Volume Two, the reason I I ended up mediocre on it is because it was sort of an average of the first half, which I really didn't like, mm-hmm. and the second half, which I thought was really good. Um, sure. And. It's, it's hard to be like or it's hard for me to want to vote for something that's like oh half of this movie was excellent and half of this movie I felt was kind of bad and I think the reason I feel the first half mm-hmm. was not great was just the way the story was unf- the way the story unfolded felt very disparate in a way if that makes sense it felt sort of disconnected a lot of the times from each component that was going on um, mm-hmm. so, I, mean, I, I I would agree with you. I I, I mean I, I think rather than doing like a first half versus a second half, I I would think the stuff with Rocket and Groot and Yondu mm-hmm. was super strong, mm-hmm. and then all of and then like the stuff with you know Peter and Ego. Yep, that was probably less good. Less yeah. at, at least for me, uh, and I I think. That's probably where it doesn't hold up to the first Guardians. That being said, I still love yeah. it. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think it ultimately for me also boils down to a little bit of uh, the relationship that was built between Ego and Quill. Like it just yeah. felt very glossed over, and it just moved a little bit too easily and quickly for me. Yeah. Um. With all that said, I think because I suspect neither of you are gonna ever vote for Tron Legacy. Um, I think I'm going to end up having to pick Hitchhiker's Guide um, because to me it was a okay. more it was a it was more what I would like to see in a satirical funny sci-fi movie yeah. than I would say for something like Guardians or you know whatever. I'm just going to make a quick note. This is the first round I've lost. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you almost lost on Interstellar. I almost did. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm doing quite that's well. Pretty good. No, that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, honestly, I, I'm as I'm sure our, our I, viewers already know this because they were following along with my, my uh, Oscar ballot when they were watching. I'm pretty good at predicting this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I'm currently uh, like I think one for let's see <laughs> one two three four. <laughs> I think I'm one for eleven right now, which is uh, not really. Great. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, no, I, feel like, I, I feel like we're, I didn't fully realize that we were teaming up. Oh no, like, it's like, totally good. Should, like, actually, I, I don't think you're one for eleven because there was a couple that. No, I'm. I'm pretty Maybe. sure I'm. I'm one for eleven right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that's totally know? fine though because I'm gonna carry. Fine. I'm gonna carry Wait, Blade what? Runner 2049 on my back all the way to the semifinals, <laughs> and I don't care what so, happens. So Wait, no, whatever. We can we can get it's fine. The, We're, yeah, we'll get the logistics of the whatever. Yeah. All right, next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, X two, which is the second X Men movie. Spider Man Homecoming, which is the first one of the new yeah. Spider Man movies, and Independence Resurgence when they decided Ooh. to resurge the Independence Day franchise. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was bad timing. That movie is not held up well. Independence Day Resurgence or Independence yep. Day? <laughs> nope, Independence Day Resurgence. Independence Day, the original one, holds up pretty well, actually. Yeah. The new one and, does not. And by holds mm-hmm. up, I just, it came out, I want to say, maybe three two, years ago? Two years ago. I know, years but ago. it already 
feels I'm, I'm be honest, like a I'm not very sure different context. context. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make a minor argument for Independence Day before we can disregard it altogether. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Because um, I've, I've only seen the movie once, and it was in theaters. And I saw it on IMAX. Mm-hmm. And that, it was a really fun movie just mm-hmm. to watch on the big screen. And the experience I wanted to get out of watching that movie, I got. Which is perfect. Which, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect, I thought it would be bad. I thought I wouldn't enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I went to the theaters and I had a good time. Uh, so that that is the case for Independence Day. Now we could ignore that it exists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like I got my money's worth. I don't know if that was enough for this particular bracket. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so yeah, uh, guys, who wants to talk? Yeah. I'll go because okay. for me this is pretty simple. I mean, I haven't seen X two or Independence Day Resurgence. Okay, but Spider Man Homecoming. Alex, yeah. Spider Man Homecoming was one of my favorite movies, and I think it was fun in a way that it was just fun for fun's sake, and was a great addition to the MCU and very mm-hmm. different yeah. from the way the MCU had started feeling especially sure. after civil war yeah uh, and it was unique and fun and it was absolutely my kind of movie to me spider-man homecoming was the same like breath of just like a little bit different and enough different than i was happy uh as dr strange was um like it was it was like it, was, it these... was different enough for you to enjoy yourself Right, because because I I do but not a... different enough to stand out. Exactly, like it gotcha. it it was kind of this like oh here we're gonna take a, a formula that we have and we're gonna make a variation on it, but we're not gonna get it bogged down in these like weird endless moral choices mm-hmm. that I think some of the other movies do much better. Um, it and sort of a similar vein to that Ant Man versus Avengers argument that we had earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, for me, I have to admit I also think that I. I'm having a hard time voting for X2 a little bit because I think there are better X-Men movies or X-Men spin-offs that we have. Yeah. Um and so my vote pick X2. I think that might have been the highest rated one on. I think it yeah. was. Do, do, yeah. Do, do we want do we want, is there a movie that we all X-Men movie that we all like better that we want to put in here instead on the fly? Do we prefer Days of Future Past? Do we prefer uh First Class? Do we prefer I mean, those are the only two that I've seen other than X-Men Origins. Or Apocalypse, I want to say it was or the Logan. latest one, but that one was terrible. Um, um, yeah. And Logan's already on our so, list, so I think, we, list, yeah, so. I think we're fine. We're uh, fine I, I'm fine voting for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming because I think that out of the three options is the best. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I am going to agree with you guys. Um, you already know my opinions. I've said them mm-hmm. multiple times about <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Um I did like X2. X2 was a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man that we've gotten. Agreed. You might disagree. I mean, like it, if you, he's the yeah. Spider-Man that I read in the comics. He's he's definitely the most true to true to the comic Spider-Man. Like, I would agree with that. And, yeah. and, and his take on, on the character, it's, 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 it's what I want out of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again spider-man homecoming i wanted to love it so badly and when i i I don't i didn't love it even though it was a very good movie it's my favorite spider-man movie Mm -hmm. 
but I didn't love it, and it's, it, it, it's I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, but I'm still gonna go with Homecoming because again, very good movie. Love Tom Holland. Love yep. everything about it. Uh, it just just not quite there overall. Yeah. But Homecoming, good. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna make for an interesting matchup against Hitchhikers. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so next category we got Logan or section Logan, Ender's Game, and Gravity. Yes. So this one I am particularly torn on uh, okay. because Ender's Game, uh, the book Ender's Game is also very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a sci-fi book that got me into sci-fi as a genre, mm-hmm. and you know part of the reason I'm here doing you know podcasts is because of this book. Yeah, uh, Logan was also just a phenomenal movie on mm-hmm. every count uh academy award no- nominated logan i mean also for adapt for adapted screenplay yeah. which for a superhero movie getting nominated for that type of category yeah, yeah. is kind of huge yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah 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 this was the dark and gritty movie that i think justified the dark and gritty movement yeah you know despite the fact that it was it came out, came out way after the rest <laughs> yeah. of them uh, but it was grounded in dark and gritty in a way that it should be and you know was very good mm-hmm. gravity i did not see i think i would just if i watched it spend too much time arguing with it than actually That's, enjoying yeah. it uh so okay. i i'm gonna have to go with logan because i think I can't let Ender Game the book cloud my judgment of Ender Game the movie. And Ender Game the movie was not as good as Logan. So I'm going to have to go with Logan. Okay. Um, I will go next. I am going to go with Gravity. I am not a mechanical engineer like Ryan. Mm-hmm. So that stuff didn't bother me. The... I mean, the movie's about Sandra Bullock just kind of stuck in space, just in her space suit, with limited amount of air, just trying to survive. Uh huh. When I watched that movie in theaters, I was so stressed out in like the best kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I, I felt claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the theater, and I was just watching a movie, and that's one of the first movie that like actually made me feel, like like the what the movie did made me feel differently than just happy or sad yeah like it, it, it it made me just like it tense yeah. up in a way that hasn't happened you had like you know, a physical a reaction. physical reaction yeah. exactly yeah. exactly uh and I, I just i really enjoyed it now when we were making up this bracket um we did have to talk about whether or not gravity was a sci-fi movie um because when i think of sci-fi i normally think of the future or i think of you know a big departure from what we go through every day when this movie in fact is takes place around now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and isn't that far of a departure from actual science mm-hmm. yeah um so and that's that was the argument that both of you guys made which is why i was more than happy to keep it on this list because I, I love this movie mm-hmm. i also love logan I, I thought that was a great movie hugh jackman is unbelievable uh sir patrick stewart is unbelievable that keen is unbelievable it's a very it's a very entertaining movie um it's I don't usually love dark and gritty movies. I really like this movie. Yeah. But just gr- Gravity for me was like the first film where I noticed stuff about filmmaking. Like it mm-hmm. was the first movie where like there was that shot at the end when like the 
this the shuttle or whatever Sandra Bullock was in that was falling from space and there was like the asteroids and just a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, wow, that's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really pretty shot. Like the the effort that it took just to first just compose it and then to shoot it with the special. I just like I, I saw it's like this took a lot of hard work and it paid off. Yeah, that was one of the first movies that made me think about that too. So I'm gonna have to give it to Gravity. Alex, who you got? So I'm also really torn, um, and I and I, I think a little bit part of this is uh, for dark and gritty. Um, Logan was the movie that I wanted all of the Dark Knight trilogy movies to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was like this moment. It was like Batman, but didn't drag. Yeah, it was like this moment where I came into the theater and I was like, finally. Yeah. Finally, someone has got this formula right. Like, it took years, but we finally got the movie that we deserved. And then Gravity came out, and I was like, oh, but this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so, so I'm so torn, because on one hand, I, I do get the criticism with Gravity that, like, yes, there is, like, a couple of things where, from an engineering standpoint, I was kind of like, eh... But they also, they also more than any other sci-fi movie when it comes to space that I have seen, I think, ever, I want to say, really made an effort to, like, make it actually true to the scientific stuff that we have today. The Martian. I actually think The Martian does that less as less mm. than Gravity, personally. Um, Again, I have not seen Gravity, but The Martian literally lays out all the math in the book and the only thing that's not feasible is the very beginning that's just setting up the plot right but also that wasn't like from a like i i if if this was like a judgment of uh like if we could judge martian like with both the movie and the book combined i would totally be in your camp Uh uh-huh but if i'm going from like a purely film standpoint i find it harder to just like maybe it's this i think what it ultimately gets down to for me is like uh they're both very much in the same camp and they both make that effort um this isn't to say gravity is the only movie and like it is i guess Mm -hmm. a fair point that the martian also really does take these things very much in detail Mm -hmm. but like gravity came out before the martian and it was one of the first movies to really like take that focus and take that that time to make the material like as close to what they could get to real as possible. Um, and so I think that's an important aspect of the movie is that context. At the same time, Logan came out at a time mm-hmm. when almost all the superhero movies we were getting were funny action comedy, action comedy. Yeah. And it's it set this really smart departure from that formula and say, hey, look, dark and gritty superhero movies can be really good, can be really emotional and really yeah. like really connect with the audience, but also hold to a much darker and much more cynical tone for what a superhero means in in yeah. in today's world. <sighs> I'm so torn. I think part of it will end up being for me that 
there's just that like intrinsic yes factor when I saw when I see a movie and whether that's just like either I was connected to it or I really felt really like it was there for gravity I felt a little bit more um, I, I would echo a lot what Errol said about I felt like I was physically in that space like I felt like I was confined like I really yeah. was little was was stressed like I, I could feel my heart racing um and so I think right, by the, the the smidgiest of, nu- of things, I think it's going to be gravity for me. Ooh. By just the, the wow. barest of margins. That's I, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't know people really like gravity. <laughs> yeah. I I, I I I was also right on that edge, too. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I picked gravity just because I, I didn't know what you would pick. I kind of thought you were going to go with Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know Logan is really good. Um, yep. I, I'm not changing my vote because, again, just by the excitement, the excitement that I got after seeing Gravity is just a little bit stronger. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say, um, that I, it's it's a note. I don't know if it's just a personal. I don't even know if it's a pet peeve, but talking about Logan as dark and gritty and lumping that in with the Batman movies. I think that's actually not disrespectful, mm. but these the the Batman movies and Logan are completely different movies. They're different experiences. I understand they're both dark and gritty, but dark and gritty is just one aspect. You know, the Logan was a road trip movie. It's a little more about family. Um, you know, the pacing was different. These Batman movies were just a study of like this character and even the, the bad yeah. guy. What's like what's good, what's bad. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think the the distinction here between those movies is very visual in that if you watch a bat one of the dark knight trilogy movies fight scenes take place in the dark if you watch a logan movie all the fight scenes take place most of the fight scenes yeah they take place during the day and you can see what's going on i i think you're you're right with that i just i think i think the premise of the movies is actually very similar in a sense right you have this very isolated single character in a in a world well, yeah, no, I, where they have some natural or in this case monetary let's say ability right and they are they are taken and yeah. forced out of that world so, the, so the, yeah I, they have similar premises I, I i i hear that but at the same rate that's like saying guardians of the galaxy and avengers are similar because they're both action comedies and you know they're both about a team coming together like i i hear what you're saying but they're very different movies I would argue they're I so I actually personally think they're pretty similar. I actually yeah. think Guardians is basically just a lot better Avengers, personally. We'll, we'll get to that. But that's a separate discussion. We <laughs> we'll should get to jump that to later. the next one because yeah, the next one's also going to be a bit of a fight. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we got Deadpool. Yeah. Yep. We got Blade Runner two thousand forty nine twenty forty, and we got the <laughs> possibly the greatest film the, definitely, the most well-crafted definitely definitely the most talked about I ever made say. yeah no, uh, like, it is in fact a movie <laughs> it is it is a beautiful pictorial artistic representation mm-hmm. of the human communication yes we're talking about the emoji movies the emoji movie it's yeah i'll i'll, I'll go first on this Please. one just uh yeah the emoji movie I think is 
one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. And I, I, I say favorite, not best. Because I am well aware of the fact that I think there's six people that agree with my statement that they love the Imogen movie. I, I, I went to see it, and I was like, wow, this movie, I don't know how anyone could like it, but I like it. It's it's just, it's the humor is like all of the jokes that I make that no one gets. Yeah. It's it, it's that type of movie. It's like the the circle that is me that other people like don't like all, all the jokes that that it's it's just I, I don't know it just it, it works for me it doesn't work for anyone else I am well aware of that fact which is why uh, I will happily be the tiebreaker between your guys opinions <laughs> so just want to say that I think the emoji movie to you is what avatar is to me I I disagree I don't think six people liked Avatar. I, I think millions <laughs> I mean, of... I mean, if we're talking like... Well, okay, anyways. Yeah, no, this no, is no, no, the the Emoji movie yeah. is a movie that I... Actually, two reasons. One, mm-hmm. you, you should feel shame for watching Avatar. I don't feel <laughs> any shame for liking the Emoji movie. It's like, I know I'm one of the only people that actually like this, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. You don't need to enjoy the movie. I'll buy it for myself. I did buy it for myself. It's I'm, I've watched it. On DVD. I have seen this movie three times. <laughs> and it came out, like, last summer. And I, it, it's, it's... Yeah, so I'll let you guys talk and, like, talk about the two actual films. And then I'll decide between the two. Um, yeah. Because yep. I assume you guys have different differing opinions. Go for it, Alex. I believe we do. Um, okay, so I really, 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 really... Really, 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 really liked Blade Runner. Yeah, twenty forty eight. Um, twenty forty nine. That's what it meant. Uh, so I like was... it so much, I took one off it. Apparently, um, <laughs> no. I so okay. For me, what a sci fi movie should be is three things. You should have a a smart take on either an existing sci fi trope or a sci fi idea that hasn't been done for. But the important part of that statement is a a smart and aware take on that idea. I think a lot of sci-fi movies fall into this trap of, I'm going to take something at face value, and I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm not really going to explore it all that much. I'm just going to kind of... Meh. Robots and AI and dystopian future. I think Blade Runner... That sounds a lot like Blade Runner 2049. (laughs) (laughs) See... (laughs) I think it's actually. I think it actually approaches those ideas really, really well. Yeah. Um, the second thing I look for is cinematography and how characters are brought to life by that cinematography. Um, and part yeah. of that is, of course, special effects. I'm going to talk a little bit about the scene that uh, you hated in her um, mm-hmm. because I agreed with you that I think that was a terrible scene i think they did it super poorly so weird i think it was super awkward so weird by contrast the the way blade runner handled it was actually really well done from a cinematographic point of view yeah um there's this award winner roger deakins after 13 unsuccessful nominations continue (laughs) true uh for spoiler correctly predicted uh so what happens in the movie is they overlay there's this there's this ai like wife essentially um that hires uh an escort or a 
whatever whatever you wish to name it. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, and the idea is that this the way that this AI Oh yeah, is that was able weird to, for me too. Sorry. Like yeah, it's a weird no, it's a weird scene. It's supposed to be. But the way this AI right connects with this character, uh, with the the central character of the plot is they basically overlay themselves yeah. holographically over this host hooker. Um who then the char- the characters proceed to, you know, there's a sex scene, yada yada. But the important, the really neat thing about the way they shot this and the way they thought about this was they actually did two completely separate takes. One of the character that's played by the AI, one by the character that's played by the, um, the escort. And the way they did this was they just took these two completely separate takes and then they overlaid them over each other. And there's this really neat effect in the movie where it's unclear where one begins and the other one really ends. There's if you watch the, like when you watch the movie, you'll notice that both characters seem to be both following and also yeah. leading at the same time, and that's a really like that's such a well done and smart take on such a challenging and weird concept. It should make you feel uncomfortable. Mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just done so smartly that I have to give enormous credit to them for the way they did it. I I, I, Um, I will say before, I I either let you finish or give Ryan the floor mm -hmm. to talk about his pick. Uh, The relationship between uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, his, I guess, AI lady friend. Like... Early in the movie, like the relationship was nice. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. They they bring in the escort. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So like I I hear what you're saying. I just I disagree with that with that point about it. But whatever. That's, yeah. Like I it, 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 it just that that concept of of like a surrogate. It's just it's just too weird for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it might just be that just that one concept, regardless of how it's presented, is just not for me. But it's, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of these things that it's a little bit of a discussion of what it means to be human in a sense, right? Like, yeah. what is is your body humanity? Is your mind humanity? What represents a person? Yes. Uh, and Can that a robot th- be a person? Right. And I think that weirds a lot of people out when you mess around with the idea of the answer like, is no robots aren't people <laughs> <laughs> i might have a disagreeing opinion but that's okay that's fine. um that is the entire yeah as i understand the point right played right. right exactly yes. uh yeah so so those are my two and then my last one is just very simply i think we have yet to find i think we have yet to have a movie in the past 15 years that mm. captures just the sheer difference and and cultural and scientific and at a certain level mental change that happens when you tra- when you go 10 years in the future i think it the universe and the movie by extension have been thought about so well in such detail that you never there's not really moments in the movie at least for me where i go oh that's weird there's not really a reason for that to be there that's just like that's just something that clearly somebody from you know our frame of reference and time was thinking oh that has to be there yeah um i don't think that existed in this movie and that's an incredibly challenging task an incredibly important for world building and that's a big part of the movie for me so 
I, I think that's everything for me about Blade Runner. All right, Ryan. Um, between Deadpool, Blade Runner 2049, and the Emoji Movie. 2049. <laughs> 2049. <laughs> or 2048. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the only one I've seen is Deadpool. Uh, but, you know, just from what I know about the other movies, the only one I would want to see more than once is probably Deadpool. I think Blade Runner is one I definitely I wanted to see when it came out. Never got around to it. Uh, someday I'll get around to it. But it's definitely one that was like, oh, I should see that. I should rewatch the original one. I think I'd appreciate it more now that I'm older and might actually understand what's happening. For the record, the original one is a, is a little bit. It's not great. It's well, I, I'm not saying whether or not the movie's good or not because I know a lot of people still really like it. But uh, th- it's there's some stuff that doesn't hold up well for uh, the current um, take. Me on, too. I agree with you. Different things. <laughs> yeah, like it's it has not it has not aged well. I think. I, I'm I'm with him. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, those that's jokes, a, that's I, a good way yeah. to. I, those jokes I don't think are cool. I might cut those out. <laughs> they're funny, but they're, it's not yeah. appropriate. Um, so I might leave them in. They're funny though. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I have to but, vote for Deadpool. You know because it, you know, it was a great movie it was a very funny movie it you know took that action comedy genre and just really turned it up to 10 on both the comedy and the action part Mm -hmm. um it has you know it's the making of the movie is its own redemption story you know from yeah you know from ryan reynolds and the other x-men movies and all that you know and so it's it's its own good story, and then it also make tells a good story. Yeah, and you know that really also this was the one that you know uh, when it came out, everyone was like, "Oh, this proves that rated R superhero movies are a it's thing a possibility. that can yeah. succeed." Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know we may or may not see more of them. You know, we are getting a Deadpool two. We got Logan, which is rated R. Yeah, you know. We'll see how the rest of it progresses, but it was this start of something, and it deserves credit for that. Okay. So time for my tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So I I have slightly malicious reasons for why I'm going to choose the movie that I'm going to choose now. Dun-dun-dun. Uh-huh. Now, the reason why is because... I want there to be a movie that I can argue for that's going to destroy Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I, I want to stick the knife in that movie's heart because it's so boring. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with Blade Runner. So I can, I, I can do – like, Ryan, I, I am with you. Deadpool is a very, a very funny movie. I really enjoy it. Ryan Reynolds is amazing in it. Uh all, all great things. I mean, this this is, I think, is the T.J. The Miller wing because Deadpool uh, and Emoji Movie both have T.J. Miller, and unfortunately he's going out in both of these. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, that being said, I, I for, for one, because I wanted to destroy all, all all your hopes and dreams in a future round, but also because I know you love this movie, and I yeah. think your passion for Blade Runner 2049, I think, deserves it to pass to the second round, only for me to destroy it. Against either, gravity, either, interesting. Either against gravity, or I, I might uh, cons, cons, conspire. What's the word? 
Conspire. Conspire, Conspire. yeah. That's a word. Yeah. Conspire <laughs> with Ryan to uh, do something else in the following round. So, for that reason, Blade Interesting. Runner. <laughs> see, I, I, I'm going to say I'm glad you did that because I love Deadpool. We have a lot of superhero movies. We do have a lot of superhero movies. We do. The next round. Yeah. And it's time we got like a the proper sci fi movie. Yeah. I mean, because I've, I've voted against a lot of these higher. Like higher brow, you know, yeah. like smart sci-fi movies, regardless of how how boring Blade Runner twenty forty nine was. I think I think it would have been speaking a, of Avatar. <laughs> I think it would have been an interesting an interesting bracket to have put like most of the superhero movies like on the left side, and then most of the other movies on the right side. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that would have isolated it down a little bit more to like like I I I, I hear what you're saying, um, but like I was also. For some of the other matchups, like I didn't want mm-hmm. to put uh, Wally and Lilo and Stitch and The Incredibles in a bracket mm-hmm. because that would have been brutal. Because those are, I think, two of those movies could make it to the final four. Yep, like, I, I, there's a chance. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, and I, d- I didn't want to have such a tough. Uh, I, I guess I want to put these movies together because that would pigeonhole some, sure. like, some, some of these conversations. Sure. I wanted to be kind of random. Um, Albeit somewhat stacked, but yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Two more categories to get through uh, for uh, this round, and then we will be probably going to sleep because it's it's late. Yeah, sleep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so next category or next round, we got Rogue One, Jurassic World, and Thor Ragnarok, which we just added over Serenity. So if you're a fan of Serenity, uh-huh. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but also. No, I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really Ryan. This is mostly for you, mm-hmm. uh, because does, isn't Esther a fan of Serenity? Isn't she? Oh no, she has problems with. She's a fan of Firefly. She's a fan of Firefly. Does she have problems with Serenity? I forget what. I what mean, it takes. Has everyone, with has plan- everyone has problems with Serenity. Does anyone like Serenity? Well, it's got an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I yeah, mean, I some people it's, do. It's before people started realizing Joss Whedon had some issues with some of his. Oh, characters. I mean, completely other than that, they just do dumb things to the franchise. Yeah, I mean, the franchise was already over. I mean, it was yeah. basically just Nathan Fillion carrying everything on its back. But yeah. anyways, to jump into the next one. Yes, because okay. we have three uh, movies that are good. Yeah, these about. are all really great. And I am I think we're probably, if, I, if I'm if i going to guess here, picking three different ones. I'm actually going to jump in and say I really liked Rogue One. Um, one, uh, one of the things I really liked about it is it's a... It's a neat Star Wars story that is not like Jedi lightsaber magic, um, which I really think is fun. Uh, it's one of the reasons I think Solo is going to be so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. In contrast, wood. yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> knock on wood. Uh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, I'm going to have a real hot take on this one. I think Thor Ragnarok was so great because the music choices were so excellent, and I'm not sure that the movie itself is as good without them. I think that the music choices and the music, um, the score carry that movie a lot further than it necessarily deserves. Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna cut you off right now. I'm just sure. gonna say by saying something in the movie is really good that it helps the movie be good shouldn't be an argument against the movie. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I agree. Okay, so so I'm not saying it as like an argument that um, Thor Ragnarok is bad because. Only the score is good. My point is more, yeah. if we like, if we normalize a little bit the amount that we're counting 
the score in the whole movie a little bit as like okay the score is amazing but let's like look at all the other parts of the movie yeah right i think for me if you if you sort of downsize a little bit the effect of the music by comparison as a whole like as a complete package Sure. For me, Rogue One was a little better in that regard because I felt like Fair. all the elements were a lot more balanced. Maybe that's a better way of yeah. putting it. Okay. Um, I think for, for Jurassic World, I had a similar issue, but in a different department. For me, it felt like a lot of the movie was Chris Pratt hilariously interacting with CGI dinosaurs. And I, while I find that very entertaining and I love it, I do not think I would watch that movie again. Okay. Um, so for me, it's Rogue One. Cool. Ryan? Yeah. Um... I'm going to go against my own better judgment here because you know, all three of these movies, A, I have seen, and I enjoyed all of them to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was a phenomenal movie, and I think kind of what you're going about the score is really good music. Mm-hmm. I loved the visuals, too. They, were, you know, they had some yeah. really like uh, shots that were like artistic, Baroque kind of things that were mm-hmm. really pretty. Um, uh, so I think we totally didn't mention this when we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, but what Guardians did with music was really unique. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I, I think part of the reason is because we ha- haven't gotten super in depth with Guardians. I think we will in, our, in the next round. Yep. Yeah. When, when we, we get into that, so we will get there with Guardians. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. But you know, Jurassic World was, you know, a fun spectacle, but watchable once. I think mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that yeah. kind of category. I'm going to go with Rogue One because, Ooh. to me, Thor Ragnarok Ooh. and Spider-Man Homecoming are on the same plane, and I lo- really love them both. Uh, but because we already advanced Spider-Man Homecoming, I think we should keep getting some other things into the next round. Mm. And Rogue <sighs> One, I enjoyed enough to watch oh. twice. Yeah. Um, and while it was absolutely not my favorite Star Wars movie, it was still pretty good. And as a sci-fi movie that was just about normal people in a phenomenal world, uh, I think yeah. it was good in that respect. So I'm going to vote for Rogue One. This one hurts me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I... I stabbed you in the back on this one. <laughs> so Thor Ragnarok, I mean, up until Coco, was my favorite movie of last year. Mm. It's so good. And the point that you make about the music, albeit valid, that shot when Thor jumps back into the fight mm. with immigrant song playing. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had as physical of a reaction yeah. to song. Like, I, I was literally, like, not shaking. My arms were flailing in the theater <laughs> every single time yeah. I saw the movie. And I saw the movie four times in theaters. Yeah. So, it, like, I, like, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think the fact that I mean, I'm not saying that the score detracts away from everything else. I think that was good. I thought visually it was really good. I thought comedically, Taika Waititi is so funny, and the jokes that he makes uh, in that movie, I think, work so well. And it's I really like all of that. It's there's just so much going for it. I I, I understand I'm being outnumbered, and I would really right now love to petition for Thor Ragnarok to take over the spot of Spider-Man: Homecoming uh, in the bracket. But I know that's not how brackets work. Yeah. It's so, not, but I'd be okay with it. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I love Thor Ragnarok so much. I, that's, it, it was so, it's so good. Like, I, 
it's just there's so many good things about it. The the stuff with the Hulk is amazing. That fight with Thor and Hulk in the middle of the movie was just so cool. And then all the stuff with Valkyrie was amazing. And then you know, mm-hmm. from top to bottom, I, I just thought it's a really, I mean, albeit it's somewhat similar to Guardians and like the the tone because it's funny and has good music. Yeah, but I just. It, I just I, I love that movie and I I Rogue One this is my argument against Rogue One and I don't know if I'll be able to sway either of your opinions mm-hmm. I thought that movie was the wrong movie for the, the wrong time the, the yeah the wrong movie for the wrong time yeah. yeah that movie came out a month after Donald Trump was elected president and for me when I go to see movies uh, especially you know in Christmas uh, like right after the semester, if I had a bad semester, or whatever, I want to see, I want to escape, I want to go see a movie that that's uplifting, that makes me just like, cool. It's a good way to restart the year. Rogue One, which on top of politically, you know, on top of America being politically up in the air, and then on top of me, I think I, you know, I didn't do well in a class or whatever, and I was worried about summer internships and whatever. I just wasn't in a good place. I went to see Rogue One, wanting to see an uplifting Star Wars story, and although they did get the plans back to the whatever the world exploded that's not the message that i i wanted to internalize i really did enjoy that movie mm-hmm. I, I i i thought rogue one was good and i saw it a couple times in theaters because i enjoyed it it, just, it wasn't the right movie for the right time it, it it wasn't the way how spider-man helped people come out of you know 9-11 it wasn't how just there's a, a lot of other movies that just that do a great job of lifting people up when they're down. I think this movie just kind of kept people where they were. And I, I wanted that movie to, there wasn't any other movie that, that winter break that, and I really wanted one that would just kind of take me out of life, mm-hmm. like out of the real world. I wanted a good escape as a movie. And I thought that that movie was not what I, it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted a movie where not everyone died. I mm-hmm. I, I wanted a movie where, you know, where it was just fun and uplifting. I wanted like a rogue, or I wanted a uh, Force Awakens. I wanted, I don't know, something good and fun and great and happy. And you wanted a Thor Ragnarok. I wanted yeah. Thor. <laughs> I, I wanted Thor Ragnarok. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I wanted Thor Ragnarok. I wanted. You know, there also wasn't like a Pixar movie that that winter break. So I, I wanted a Coco. I wanted a movie that I could see them in the theaters three or four times just because I want something to do that will make me happy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. And I thought Rogue One would have been that movie, but it wasn't. And it, just, it if it came out a year earlier, I think I would have liked it a lot more. If it came out a year later, I would have liked it a lot more. So I want to toss a thing in the but, mix for just a half second. Um, sure. I actually am really on board for multiple reasons with switching Spider-Man Homecoming with Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I know it's a bracket, but also we are the masters of this universe. We can do as we please. That, that, that is fair. Um, I, mean, I think it has to be unanimous, so we need I agree, Brian right. on board as well. Yep. Not not, uh, not, not, not to put pr- pressure right. on you. Just if, if, I just if you if I want to make want to do. I want to make one argument for that, and I think for me at least this is a little bit important, but maybe it's not for um, for Ryan or for Errol. But uh, I think if we switch Spider-Man: Homecoming and Thor: Ragnarok. We're going to get a bracket on the top here that is like bunch of mcu movies and on the bottom we're gonna get a little bit more focused like specifically if you want to go pure more pure sci-fi movies and i think that'd be a little bit of an interesting bracket 
to 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 switch, uh, because I think I think MCU movies may carry special or significant weight, and so because we love them so right, much. Yeah, and so I think I think it'd be more I think it'd be a more interesting discussion to move that to the top where it would have more more comparable competition. Yeah, and I, and I right now I'm just thinking in Ryan's head, like mm-hmm. if, if I were Ryan. This is what I'm thinking. One, do I like Thor more than Spider-Man Homecoming? And I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, the other one is, do I want Thor to go up against Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Because I think... Because like I, I, I know you have a special place in your heart for, for uh, Hitchhikers, and I, I don't know. Uh, like if, if you want to have it to so Spider-Man. So, so it has an easier matchup against Spider-Man. I, again, I'm just speaking as if I'm Ryan, so I would understand if you didn't want to switch it, and I would be okay with that. I respect your decision either way. Um, it just, I, I, I think Thor Ragnarok deserves to get to the second round, and replacing it with Spider-Man, which I view as a very similar movie in that it's a comedy uh, superhero Marvel movie that came out this past year. So I, it, it, I I I would be fine switching it if that's if you don't, if you're not on board with that I'm totally cool uh, with that and I understand your decision and I'll be happy with it and I'll you know we'll we'll get to and you know I'll just keep Thor in a special place in my heart but it's not how brackets work guys yeah. <laughs> but we are the masters of this universe yeah okay. Yeah, right. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 like, I understand what you're saying about having the MCU movies and the non MCU movies. I mean, it, 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 it also doesn't really change anything because it's just replacing an MCU movie with another MCU movie. Yeah, but so. I think, the, you know, we when we were making the bracket, we thought about doing mm-hmm. that. We decided not to because, you know, at least for me, I didn't want it to be like, you know, let's talk about our favorite MCU movie, and then mm-hmm. also there's this other stuff. Uh, and then the MCU movie wins in the end, you know, when it comes to the yeah. championship or whatever. Like, you know, all of these movies, you know, to me, they are all sci-fi movies and they should be evaluated on the same plane. And mm-hmm. so I kind of yeah. tried to yeah. mm-hmm. reflect that. Totally yeah, fair. That, 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 that is fair. Yeah. I mean, if, if Spider-Man and Thor were going head to head, I would absolutely pick Thor nine, mm-hmm. you know, 99 times out of 100. Yeah. But... That's not how brackets work. That's not it, how brackets work. Yeah. It, it, it also doesn't necessarily help that that uh, we kept on forgetting to add Thor to this bracket. Yeah, and had to switch it last second. But hey, it, 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 it put it in, in a tough bracket, which is, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sure the fact that you know, um, I don't was it in our initial list of of, of movies? I think um, it, no, no, it probably wasn't. How is it not there? I'm, I don't know. No. Hey, but speaking sure, of weird well, rule changes to universes and completely uh, doing things differently, I'll fight you if you're about to say what I think you're going to say. Our next bracket is going to include Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi. Let's go. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Spider-Man 2. Fight Ryan, you. would you like to kick us off? Star Wars Last Jedi was a good movie and you know it. <laughs> Uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'm picking Jimmy Neutron, but we're going to talk about Star Wars for a second. Oh, you're going to go and pick Jimmy Neutron? Yes, because that wild what uh, 
Errol did with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, watching that over and over again. I did with Jimmy Neutron. I, I also this, did with Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I know this movie backwards and forwards. I've been watching it since I was like three. Yeah. You know, or well, we were, what, seven when it came out, whatever. I've been so watching this forever. For forever. I love this movie. I make dumb references to myself in the head about this movie uh, <laughs> that I just don't say out loud because I assume no one has ever watched this uh, or knows it as much as I do. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars The Last Jedi is a great movie. Uh, they did not change any real rules. And I'm curious... Interesting take. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I we talked about this extensively when it yeah. came out on the podcast. You guys know my feelings about it. You know, as Errol said, there were some big swings and not everyone hit with every person. But the more I look back on this, the more those swings hit. And I think, you know, this is one of the movies that looks better and better to me looking back on it than it did when I first watched it. Yeah. uh, So I, as I'm sure you guys remember was not as big a fan of The Last Jedi. I do agree that in hindsight, it was a lot better than I do remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a particular attachment to Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Um, <laughs> I have seen that movie twice in my life. We should watch it again. Uh, we should. Yeah, it's okay. I mean... I mean you're not, you're not going to give it... Yeah. So you're not giving it over The Last Jedi. It's Spider-Man 2 versus Jimmy Neutron. I mean, no. Yeah. I, here's the thing. That's that's the that's the crazy take I'm about to give, which is I, even though I didn't like Star Wars: The Last Jedi as much, I would still vote for it over both of the others too. Okay. All right. Well, so however, I know I'm about to be outvoted, so this is totally fine. Yeah. I, so Alex, I think you probably dislike The Last Jedi the most out of the three of us. Yeah, that's probably fair. That isn't to say I hated it. I just didn't uh, like it as much. What you just said, and also what Ryan was just saying about how the movie, looking back on it, is better. I have the opposite reaction. Ooh. After watching the movie, I did everything in my power to love the movie. Mm-hmm. And like the, the the feeling I got after watching it the first time was like, I, I don't feel like I love it. And then I like read all these articles and, uh, you know, listen to all the great things about the movie and listen to podcasts, whatever, whatever was out there talking about how, how good the movie is, at least you know, by a bunch of critics, a bunch of people that I like, their opinions and all that. And then I saw a movie a second time and I still had that same weird feeling. And, you know, I, I still defended it. And my favorite part of episode eight uh-huh. It was all the hype around it. Like, I love Star Wars hype. Star Wars hype is one of my favorite things in the world. I I, I, I own a stuffed Porg. I also... <laughs> I, 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 Porg one. It, it, it's true. His name is KJ, Kevin Jr. Uh, and it's amazing. I also have a poster uh, that is mocking Rogue One. Not mocking, but it's, it's called Porg One. It has a bunch of different Porgs on it, and it's really cool. And it's like it's it's the first thing you see when you walk into our apartment. Yeah. Uh, so I love all of that stuff that surround Episode Eight. I also love BB, uh, the, the like BB, all the things in Star Wars that create so much hype and buzz, and all the small stuff that you know eight year olds love. All the toys, the the great thing that Star Wars does better than anything else. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. But just looking back, or just looking back at the movie, I just like I just, there's a weird feeling inside of me. It's like this, it wasn't actually that good. Yeah. Like. 
I know there's a lot of great things about it. I know when I think back to like individual moments that they they work in my head. It's like, yeah, no, I like that Princess Leia moment. I like uh, when, you know, Mark, Mark Hamill had, had his uh, last Luke Skywalker moment. Like there were so many good things about it, but I just, the feeling that I got after leaving the movie is still in there. And mm-hmm. I, I, I want it to go away because I think there's lots of great aspects of this movie, but it it's not. And that's, you know, Mm-hmm. why i'm not going with uh episode eight mm-hmm. um i'm also not going with spider-man 2 it's a really good movie um i enjoy it i, I like doc ock um i think he's one of the best uh villains in a superhero movie yeah uh i mean that being said i had a traumatizing experience in spider-man 2 it was one of the first movies ever i've ever seen in imax and i was also way too young and afraid of everything <laughs> <laughs> literally what happens is my dad and my sister and i went to a theater the second the arm started moving I bolted. <laughs> so then my, my dad and my sister were like, they were nice. They kind of walked out. I was like, are you, are you okay? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'll come back in a, in a couple minutes. So they were they were nice. They sat next to the, near the door so I could look in and I could see them. And I can also look and just kind of see the screen. And a half an hour later, they just felt bad for me and we left. <laughs> so I've seen the movie since and it's a really good movie. But because of that traumatic experience, I'm not going to give it. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. I love it so much. Um, I'm not actually going to go into the details about it because we will have time to do that in the next round because I'm going to pick it. It's time to go through. But I will say, kind of like the story with with my stuffed Stitch that I still have from when I was really little. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a carnival when I was around the same age, uh, I played one of the things. I got this stuffed dog. It's white with green ears and whatever. And I named it Goddard after Jimmy Neutron's dog. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. dog is also in my room right now. (laughs) So because because of that emotional connection to it, also the movie holds up. It's super funny. Um, I I, I love Jimmy Neutron. It's so so good. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Jimmy Neutron. And I think, yeah, and that's... That's what yeah. I, I would what say. To do. I would say as a as two small things. Uh, I I totally hear your point about the Last Jedi, and I think part of it ended up being for me in hindsight that like individual moments in the movie were amazing, but when you string it all together, yeah. it didn't feel as good. No, I I, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't off. I mean, I I'm that might be different now, but like I usually don't have like a physical reaction to a movie. Like I said, in Thor, I was like flailing mm-hmm. in that last moment, that final scene. Yeah. There was also a moment. In episode eight, uh, when when BB-8 came out of the uh, ATST to save you know Rose and Finn mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie, I literally fist pumped in the theater. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. And I... moments like that are, are are why it's upsetting to me that I that the movie wasn't as good as right. it, as it should have been. Kind of like for you know me and Spider-Man: Homecoming. It's like I wanted to like it so much more, and I just didn't. And that, yeah, yeah. Know, it's it, it's that type of thing. So, yeah. Jimmy Neutron taking it. I think the other the other point I was gonna make very briefly is that I think with Jimmy Neutron, yeah. uh, I think part of it is also a little bit there's a suburbia aspect to it and experience that goes along with it that I think doesn't resonate with me as strongly, um, which might resonate with you guys more strongly. Uh, then, because you know, I did not grow up quite as much in that environment, yeah. um, and so I think 
I suspect that that uh, may also play a role. In so the... I, I I hear what you're saying. For me, the part that connects on Jimmy Neutron is also it's a running theme with me. Mm-hmm. When movies have strong themes of family, mm-hmm. it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Neutron is all about kids losing their parents, and then and like and like and they think it's this great thing, and then they realize like, wait, no. I can't eat ice cream for every meal. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the parents are super important. Like, mm-hmm. like family is important, and just that is like that type of thing is, is why Jimmy Neutron works for me. Like I I, I hear hear what you're saying. Uh, I think there's definite aspects of Jimmy Neutron that is definitely more towards a you know a you know middle class to rich white kid in the suburbs. Like. Yeah. I hear yeah. that. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the part that resonates is more the family aspect, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit more universal. Yep. So. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I just liked it because this was also my intro to sci-fi. But I just didn't realize it was my intro to sci-fi yeah. at the time. Yeah. I also merely didn't have Nickelodeon growing up, so that could also be part of mm, it. I'm, I'm sure that is part of it because that was... I didn't have a strong attachment to the universe. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to do like one do we want to do one movie that we think might be the dark horse of this race a dark horse movie uh-huh. the dark horse of the race movie alright so recap these are the ones our, our sweet 16 mm-hmm. that yes. are that have made it on to the second round second we round Star Wars The Force Awakens against Wally. we have Black Panther against Lilo and Stitch sorry Errol that's we have The Incredibles against The Martian. We have Guardians of the Galaxy against Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. We have Captain America Winter Soldier against The Avengers. We have yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy against Spider-Man Homecoming. Me and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's what I said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy against Spider-Man Homecoming. We have Gravity against Blade Runner 2049. Oof. And we have Rogue One against Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Okay, that's a bracket. Yeah, that's, that's a quite a bracket. That's an interesting one. I think I did not expect the way this to shake out the way it did. Yeah, I'll I'll go first. My dark horse, uh, which I expressed the first time when it won, is Gravity. I didn't realize people liked Gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought this was like, you know, one of those movies that they make for IMAX spectacle and not much else. Yeah, uh, but apparently people liked it, so sure, why not? <laughs> Maybe we'll have to actually watch it. I, I don't want to reveal my dark horse. I want to keep it a surprise. All right. So it's, I I think there's a couple good ones um, that I'm gonna be pulling strong for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know if Lilo and Stitch has a chance against Black Panther because Black Panther is an amazing movie, but mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch like that's like. Is there? There's not many movies that just work. There's only one other movie that works as well as Lilo and Stitch. Like I, I like the top tier is Lilo and Stitch and Toy Story three for me. Mm-hmm. Like I also Guardian of the Galaxy is probably is also up there in my favorite movies. Same for Star Wars: Force Awakens. Um, but like I, that movie is just just on that super high level that just it works for me on like a level that I can relate to when I was both younger that I can still relate to now that's mm-hmm. just super important it makes me cry every time it's, it just so I 
I, I, I hope it has a shot against Black Panther. I'm going to give a very impassioned uh, reason, uh, or I guess argument for it to, to, to go through, but I have my fingers crossed. We'll see. All right. So I think from a purely bracket standpoint that mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a dark horse of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, my reasoning is uh, I think it's going to beat out the rest of the ones in its in its quarter, and I think it has a very good shot of beating out the winner of the uh, the other quarter it's against. So, I, so my my dark horse is is Guardians. Uh, I I will a- add this. My 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 dark horse is that Alex doesn't realize that Guardians is not a dark horse. At least I don't think it's a dark horse. Like I I, I, I would I would love to see if theoretically if you had to choose between like Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. We're gonna have to wait and find we out. We will yeah. find out though. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's I I'm still keeping my my my, my, my real dark horse a secret. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that one until uh-huh. much later. But yeah, that's right. that's our episode. Cool. Um, that's the first round. Um, if you haven't listened to the first half, um, even though we kind of already said everything that happened, um, you should listen to that just so you can hear our arguments because it's fun. Yep. Um, yeah, and like, subscribe, download, follow, all that fun stuff for uh, for this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're not on Instagram, but you know, that's we might be at some point. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Because we have many visuals we need to... Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also my other podcast, On Set with Aaron Koenig and Popcorn Confessionals. Um, plug for uh, our last episode with Wilma Nademouth, which is mm. a wonderful movie. Um, not sci-fi, though, so not making this bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonna shameless plug that uh, Lucy Fink podcast, because I'm in a group she used to be in. Oh, yeah, Lucy Fink. Oh, she, she used to be uh, a mental note. The, that's the last On Set with Aaron Koenig uh, that I've done. Hopefully, there'll be more of those soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, knock on wood. Um, but yeah. So again, with this podcast, cop monologuing, like, download, subscribe, all that cool stuff that you can do with podcasts, do it. Yep. Let us uh, know uh, either on the Twitter or the Facebooks uh, which of these bracket, you know, which of yes. the picks you like, which one you think is your dark horse. Yes. Uh, let us know. And also, if you leave us a rating, which I'm not sure if anyone has. They have not. I check every time we Check record. every time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guys, leave a rating. It, it'd be super nice. Like, and we'll read it on the podcast. We'll read it on the podcast. It'll be cool. You could make me say stupid stuff. It's, I mean, I'll bleep it if... <laughs> if it's that bad. If, if it's bad. Please but like, someone submit you know, just 16 swear words that's... It's just arrow bleeping for yeah. a solid <laughs> 30 seconds. It's... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's probably not the best way to go about it, but if, you, if, that's, if that's what you comment, that's by all means. I gotta do what, what you tell me, and that's that, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we will be back uh, soon with our Oscars recap uh, and Black Panther recap, and then with uh, the, the second round. Yep. Well, until next time. Boop, beep, 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 beep,